0: In a kingdom culture, the reason why we act the way we do is because we are still caught up in partaking of the world system. If you eat too much of the world's stuff, you will act out of the world. If you eat this good God stuff, you will act out in the good godliness in which his spirit is working in you. Thereby, this word will attach to your spirit. And listen, when the spirit connects to word, the word begins to work through your life. So it's not really you doing anything, but it is God doing it through you. Go ahead and say, I'm a partaker. So our theme scripture is coming from here. Let's read it together. Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Who is your neighbor? Everybody, everybody. So, so who do you belong to? So, if you belong to God, you are no longer your own. Thereby, you are functioning as God wants you to function, which means that now you're capable of loving the way he has called you to love and not the way that you have been defining love. Thereby, now you understand that if you allow God to work through you, you will love people who hate you. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to hurry up and get in this word because I believe it's going to help us tonight. Um. Amen. All right. Verse number one. Verse number one says that Simon Peter, a bond servant an apostle of Jesus Christ, Simon Peter. I want to talk to you about Simon Peter for a moment. You remember Peter, right? Peter was the one that walked with Jesus. Peter was the one that was in the boat with Jesus. And while everybody else stayed in the boat, seeing Jesus walking on water, Peter was the one that jumped out the boat and began to walk on the water with Jesus. Whereby we have to understand that man was made to walk on water because it wasn't Christ in his divinity walking on the water. It was Christ in the physical walking on the water. Thereby, when he heard from Jesus and Jesus bidded him to come, he began to partake of who Jesus was because there was a divine connection. Thereby, as long as he was connected to Jesus on the water, he was walking on water because of connection. They were in relationship. Jesus spoke. He obeyed, and he kept his eyes on Jesus, and there's something when you keep your eyes on Jesus, you will not fall into the world, but the moment the wind started blowing, the Bible said he looked at the wind. Last time I checked, you can't see wind, and Peter looked at the wind and began to sink, and most of us have been sinking. Because we keep looking at when, God, when. When you're going to do this, God, when. When, God, when. We get caught up in the when. And you'll begin to sink in your when. Because God don't need you to keep a clock for him. God's in charge, not you. This Peter is the same Peter, the same Peter... The same Peter that pulled out his sword when they came to arrest Jesus. And Jesus had already told Peter, Peter, look, it's going to get real bad, brother. (laughs) And Peter said, hey, look, he said, look, all all y'all going to stumble." Peter said, not me. I'm not the one. Mm hmm. And that's what happened to us. You know how sometimes we'll go to church for a little while? And we think we got it going on. And we and then all of a sudden we don't know it, but we become God's God. Let me tell you, any time that you want to please you, you have positioned yourself to be over God. And thereby you want to please yourself and let your anger out. Mm-hmm. And God has given you this beautiful smile and you want to have it upside down. Walking around getting mad at folks when, listen, you can change them by loving them. You can change them by giving them a big smile. But that's okay. We all fail from time to time. Yeah? But I think the word's going to help us tonight. This Peter, this same guy, this same guy, he's writing to us tonight. But this is the same guy that when they they got ready to arrest Jesus, he pulled out his sword. And Malcolm, Malcolm was standing there trying to arrest Jesus. And Peter pulled out his sword and chopped his ear off. And Jesus said, hold up, Peter, you're messing up the plan. Now, I want to talk to you about, I want to talk to the ones who are quick with the sword. See, 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 you won't be real. But I'm going to tell you, most of our mouths are sharper than razors. Got something to say, want to say it quick, fast, and in a hurry. And the moment something comes out, it is cutting and slicing. And Peter was quick, and he drew his sword, and he chopped off Malcolm's ear. And Jesus said, hold up, Peter. Not only are you not being obedient, but you are messing with the plan. He picked up Malcolm's ear, slapped him back on the side of his head, and said, Malcolm, can you hear me now? Because you're going to need ear to hear. What the Spirit has to say. Because though you arrest me, I love you too. Mm-hmm. We look at it and say, well, I don't get it. Well, he was arrested Jesus. Well, a lot of us have arrested him too. Mm-hmm. Want to lock him up and not let him use, loose while we let our temper go. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we get don't act like no Jesus is in us. Mm-hmm, but not after tonight. Amen. Say, I was made for godly relationship. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go. <clears throat> Says Simon Peter, a bond servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior. Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained like precious faith with us by righteousness of our God. How many of you have obtained the faith? How many of you have faith? All right. That means that this word is for you. All right. So then Paul starts it off. Let's go. Verse number two. It says grace and peace be what? Okay, so grace and peace be multiplied how? To who? Okay, how? Okay, so wait, wait, wait. So in In order for grace and peace to be multiplied upon you, you're going to have to take on the knowledge of Christ. Now, the knowledge of Christ is not reading the Bible. The knowledge of Christ is seeking after God and getting revelation from what you're reading. Here's how you know you're getting revelation. Revelation is uh, the... Appearance of God in the scripture, wherever God appears, change happens. Without revelation, you can't change. But when revelation hits you, you change. You no longer will do the things that you used to do. Because knowledge of God will overtake who you are and you'll become who he wants you to be. Go ahead and say knowledge. Knowledge. We're going to have to understand that the knowledge of God, it comes through the revelation. And it's God's spirit that is bringing revelation. And so those who are longing for God, they have an ear to hear what the spirit is saying. How many of you want change? Some of us think we already changed. You are a little bit, but God's not finished with you yet. God has better intended for you. You've been focused on bitter, but God wants to give you better. And as long as you focus on bitter, you can never see better. And sometimes you can get mean with your mean self. And I want you to know you are operating in bitterness. And when you're operating in bitterness, there is no revelation. You could be dripping in oil, just jumped in a whole bottle of Western oil. And it still will not make you any better as long as you are focused on bitter. Bitter is a blinder for revelation. And you can blame it on somebody else if you want to. But some, some nobody, listen, nobody has more power over your life than God. So you might as well give it to the one who's making you better instead of allowing somebody else to make you bitter. Oh, that was good. Run me off a copy of that one. That's going to help me. He says, grace and peace be multiplied. I love what he says because it is multiplied just through the knowledge of God. You enter into peace even when you shouldn't be peaceful. You you just mess up peace and it just multiplies through the knowledge of God. Somebody say, I want revelation." revelation. All right, here we go. Verse number three. Okay, it says, his power, whose power? His divine power has given to us, what? All things. For what? Godliness. Listen, you already have it. You just got to tap into what you have. It's almost like, this is what I thought thought about for a minute. It's almost like God put $50,000 in the bank account, but you won't go to the bank and withdraw it. Now, how many of you, if you had $50,000 and you had a, a $2,000 bill, you go, $2,000 uh, mortgage to pay, would you go to the bank or would you just let them foreclose on your house? Mm-hmm. So why do you keep letting um, evil foreclose on you? Because he's already given you everything. It's in you already. Go ahead and say it's in me you have to understand that when God saved you, he changed everything. He put everything inside of you so that you can live a godly life. So what he what he what he has done is said, I'm it's my turn to operate you. And I'm going to give you everything that you need. And all you got to do is tap into the bank. And so God equipped every believer with all power to live godly. Go ahead and say, I got it. it. So the question becomes, why is it that other people can take you out of godly living? Because let's just think about this for a minute. Most of your trouble came from a reaction. Mm -hmm. Some of them you reacted by something bad happening to you. And some of them, you reacted by something good coming towards you that you thought was going to be good that worked out all bad. Can we just, just tell the truth? There's all, that's how it works. And we have allowed people to be our God. The Bible says in uh, Isaiah chapter n- number six, it says, when King Uzziah died, he saw the Lord high and lifted up. Now, it took the death of the king for him to see the true king. And sometimes we allow people to get in our life and they will blind us from the true king. And anytime time you allow and whether good or bad, because sometimes you can say, well, no, that's not king of my life. Well, why are you talking about it so much? I don't like that. Well, then quit talking about that. Do you know that when you talk about something you don't like, you keep it there? Let's talk about something you do. like. How many of you love the Lord? Hallelujah. If you allow the Lord to be your conversation and just talk about the Lord, and even when you're not talking about him, your body language is talking about him. huh? You know when folks come up to you and do the wrong thing and you just say, all good your body language is worshiping God when you begin when you begin to do that you are literally speaking as a living epistle and so as his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness when he did that brought you into a new culture it's called kingdom do not be conformed to the world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind as you are getting the knowledge of God your mind is being renewed therefore you take on the mind of Christ And so your thoughts are more about Christ than they are about your problems, because he reigns over every problem that ever will hit your life. He has brought you through everything that you have been through. You didn't come through it by yourself. Even before you acknowledged that Jesus was your Lord and Savior, he was watching out for you and bringing you through every situation in your life. It says. He's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and what and virtue. Verse number four. man and so it said okay so we've we've escaped but check this out it says by which have been given to us exceeding great precious promises that through these you may be what partakers and so so when i looked up the word partakers right and the the word partaker really pulls us in to a relationship because if you are are a partaker that means that you are a participant in sharing It also means that you are a distribution of fellowship. It also means that you are the communion of God's body. It also means that you share with one another all that's in common. So if we show up to church, And we don't have but one thing in common, and that's that we belong to the Lord. We have a reason to celebrate because we are partakers. That means that we are in direct relationship. We are a part of what God is doing through his son, Jesus, because that was the promise that we had for that. There was there was coming a savior that when the Savior comes, we would be changed. We would take on sonship. Now, if you understand that you no longer are like you used to be, that you are the son of God, the daughter of God, and now you can partake in the things of God that will cancel out some of the other stuff that you've been partaking in. So it says that we are partakers we listen christ made us to be partakers that through that through these you may be partakers of his divine nature wait wait we may be partakers of his divine nature listen we can partake that means share in his divine nature we can we may He made us that way, but we have a choice. And oftentimes we would choose what we want rather than to partake in what he has already given us. Do you realize just by partaking in the things of God and doing it his way, you win every time? A lot of times we want to take a shortcut because we think we could think it out. We got it figured out. But when you belong into a kingdom culture, you can't figure you got a faith. And when you faith it out, that means you are depending on God, which means you depend on the Christ that's in you. Let's get to know the real you, not that old you that lied to you and, and and told you all this stuff about yourself. Let's talk about what God has called you to be. What he has done, he has given you a perfected nature that's holy and gentle. Some of y'all didn't hear the gentle part. Hebrews 12.10, can you put it on the board? For they indeed for a few days chastened us as it seemed best to them, but he for a prophet that we may be partakers of what? Of his holiness. So Jesus did all that he did for us so that we could become partakers of holiness. That means sharing it, that means holy living. That means living God's way and not your way. Yes, you still, because you're in this body, you still get improper feelings, emotions that will take you here and there. But I want to talk to just a few people that believe that God has more power than you do. And God says to tap into that power Because I won't put more on you than you could bear. I allowed that person to come and disrespect you. But it's not for you to go against them. It's for them to run run you back into me. See, a lot of time we want to fight the outward thing. I was sharing with my wife earlier today. I went to pick up my son from school and I pulled up. And I just came from San Francisco. I had on a suit and stuff. I was in a meeting. I came came to pick up my son. I parked in the red zone because it was all kind of cars. But my son was in the office for a long time. I had to get out and run in there, sign him out and stuff. And other people were waiting in line to pick up their kids because their kids weren't out yet. But my kid had been in the office for a long time. I had to go get him. So I'm putting this stuff in the trunk. This man ran up on me and said, hey, uh, why is it that you think? that you could just not wait in line like everybody else. And you're going to park here and just go in, up and get your child and everybody else is waiting in line. I said, because I'm God's kid. No, I'm just waiting. <laughs> first, first, really, he caught me off guard. And I turned And he had that. And I almost backslid on him. But the power, the power of God, his divine nature just rolls up real quick. And I was able to put a smile on my face and explain my situation to the man. And he said, oh, that's a good reason, and turned and walked away. But that could have went all bad if I wouldn't have made the right choice. How many of you have been put in situations where you need to make the right choice? How many of you haven't made the right choice all the time? But we're going to make the right choice from now on. Let's go. Let's go back. Let's go. Somebody say holiness. holiness. Go back to 2 Peter. We'll get through these verses. I got a few steps we need to take. <clears throat> so he says, by this divine nature, okay, so he said we have escaped corruption that is <clears throat> in the world through lust. Now, now get this. A lot of times when we talk about lust, we think it's always sex, but that's not what that means. Now, now let me tell, let's deal with lust. That, that you're unfamiliar with the lust of pleasing yourself yeah it don't have nothing to do with sex it's just the lust of doing you okay um, because you are still wrapped in this sometimes you want to act out right and, and sometimes we'll even say they deserve well let's pause for a minute let's talk about what you deserve Somebody say, but God, (laughs) (laughs) God. it it is something when we can have a moment to take the time to think about what God did with us and doing through us that we begin to understand. It says, by which we've been given to us exceeding and great precious promises that listen, this corruption that is in the world through lust, lusting. Lusting to please you, having conversations with yourself in your mind. Let me tell you one lust. You have a lust to stay mad. That's crazy. But when somebody makes you mad, you stay mad. I heard somebody say, that's you. One thing about pointing at somebody else is that you always have three fingers pointing back at you. And I believe that that's the fun for the father, one for the son, (laughs) and one for the Holy Ghost. Everybody in here needs to be delivered from that spirit of being mad. So, so now let's get this. So God says, I made you for relationship. Now he's the Godhead. He made us for relationship. He has given us his divine nature. Say, I got a new nature. nature. He's given us the divine nature and given us all power for godly living. Through the knowledge of him. So that grace and peace. Was just start multiplying. So that we'll always live in peace because it's multiplying so that when something comes to take you out of peace, it's already so much multiplied because of the knowledge of God coming through revelation that peace never leaves you. This is what the writer is saying that the body of Christ should be in peace at all times. So this is it. And, and, and the key is you, God made you to have a relationship with him so that you can have a great relationship with others. So he says, well, let's deal with how do we, how do we improve on this very nature that is in us? How, 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 eight steps. Eight steps the writer tells us. Number one. To, to be in relationship. Stay in relationship. It says, but also. For this very reason. okay, you're going to need to fight your flesh. So also for this very reason, how many of you know you need to fight your own flesh? How many, of you know, you got to fight your own desire? How many of you know you got to fight your own nature? Right. So you got to focus on God. So it is. So but. <clears throat> So for this very reason, this is what you're going to need to do. With all diligence, add—somebody say, I got the faith. Faith. Add to your faith virtue. And if you—listen, if you add virtue to—listen, you can't just say, I got faith and stay the same. You're going to need to want to be holy. He called you to be holy just as he is holy. So he said, you're going to need to add virtue to your walk. Right. So I'm going to have faith in the virtue. I'm not going to have faith in trying to do what I want to do, but I'm going to let the love of God virtue in my life begin to move my steps. Right. Step number two. Add to your virtue. Add to your virtue. Oh, yeah. All right. So, so wait, wait, when, when you say virtue, not, not your virtue, Whose virtue, his virtue. So his virtue is his character. So, so you're, you're taking on the character of God. I want to yell at you, but I won't. I want to tell you off, but I can't because I got to take on this new nature. And I'm adding. Somebody say add. Yeah. Next, next time you get ready to go off, just pinch yourself and say add. Don't subtract. The minute you step out, you are stepping out of the very character of God. Listen, when you step out of God's character, you are going to fall. How many are tired of falling? So it says add to the faith. Add to the faith. What you, you believe God, add to what you, if you believe God, add his character to your life. What would, what was that bracelet? What would Jesus do? To virtue? Knowledge. So the next thing you're going to need is knowledge. Knowledge of who? Knowledge of Christ. Now, here's the thing. I, I, I'm saying this, but we need to stop wanting to talk about everybody's business. The knowledge about what somebody did wrong or what somebody is doing right is not going to help you. We need to focus on the knowledge of God. The knowledge of what Trump is doing in office ain't going to help you. The only reason why he's doing it is because God wants him to do it. That's what I know. Everything that's <laughs> happening down here on, in this earth realm is beneath me because I have a kingdom culture. And I understand that God is over everything. And if you understand that God is over everything, you might as well just get up there with him and watch over everything like he is. And if God is over it, you can celebrate in advance. So we got to add character. Then we add knowledge, the knowledge of God. Then what? This is a good one. Self-control. that's one of the things that when I said that self thing, we, we we struggle with that. But God wants you to give yourself to him. That's why he says to deny yourself. If you give yourself to God, how many of you believe God can handle everything that comes your way? And when you put your little two sits in it, it goes to the left. Usually everything you own go with it. All right, let's go. Self-control, perseverance. No matter what happens, you know how stuff happens in your life and you want to quit? Huh? How come come when stuff happens in your life, we, we quit church? And have a pity party. Wait, the knowledge of God is coming through the revelation the preacher's teaching. So that's what, listen, giving you peace. So why would you stay away from the place giving you peace? How many of you ever come to church and say, oh, I don't like church? Every time you come, it's good. <laughs> so, so why would we want to stay away, right? Amen. So persevere. Keep going. No matter what, stay after God. Jesus persevered. He persevered through Gethsemane. He persevered when they were arresting him. He said, Peter, let him arrest me. I got to go through what I have to go through. But here's the great news. Your victory in every area of your life has already been set for you. God just wants you to operate in the gifts that he has already put in you. And he's given you all power already. And to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness. I got to stop right here. Brotherly kindness. Listen, what does that look like? How is it that the biggest fights that happen are fights that happen between couples? Where's the brotherly kindness? If we love one another, expect that there's going to be some differences that are going to happen. You are different. Brothers Brothers are different, but they still love one another. Jesus loved all the brethren. He knew one was plotting on him, one was a cusser, one was a liar. Je- Jesus knew all of that, but he had all of this love for him. Hallelujah. I got news for you. Everyone in here has issues. Yes. Stop fighting over issues. Yes. Stop taking mountain little, um, ant, little ant heels and making a glacier out of something somebody else's issue, and the truth be told, you are complaining about the splinter in their eye when you got a two-by-four in yours. If God was to pull the sheets off of your life, if he was to start running your movie on this screen, Everybody in here was saying, Lord, stop the press. (laughs) Bolting out of here. (laughs) And we want to argue and fight with one another over a little issue, as much stuff as you got underneath the carpet. (laughs) Brotherly (laughs) kindness and to brotherly kindness. Love. For if these things are yours, verse 8. Verse 8. Let's go. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. It brings on the full fertilization of the spirit of God, which dwells in you. To take on. His divine nature. God wants you to walk the earth like his son, Jesus. Jesus walked and he hooked up with folks. And he helped them. And he never criticized them. Jesus was wrong. And he says, he he, he tells us, he said, I called you so that you could be just like me. And Peter is writing this. This is the same guy that messed up just like you you and I did, but came to a point in his life where he fell in love with Jesus and he spent time seeking revelation, knowledge to the point that he didn't have to preach. He didn't have to lay hands. He spent time with Jesus and became a partaker of all the divine nature and everything that was in him started coming out of him. And he walked down the street, and folks didn't have to line up in line and get oil put on them. His shadow began to heal people Amen. because of the plan that God had on his life even though he messed up, even though he was a cusser, even though he lied, even though he cut folks' ears. He was a gangster. Peter was in the gang. He was wrong. And God used him. He said, I want to use you. I I want the relationship that I have with Peter, I want that with you. I want my kingdom to be released out of you. I made you to partake. I dare you still participate in worldly stuff. Let it go. Peter came to the point to where he had to let it go. And and a matter of fact, p- <clears throat> Peter was getting whooped and was still praising God. No matter what he went through, it wasn't what was going on on the outside. It was what was going on on the inside. The relationship. He knew. he wanted me to tell you you are included in God he planned on you being a partaker it's not your plan it's his plan. hallelujah and listen as you seek him Every area that looked unfruitful will become fruitful regardless of your past. <coughs> that should have made two or three of you happy. Thank you. God did not save you to leave you In a place of being unproductive, fruitful, of being barren, meaning you can't birth anything. God chose you so that you can birth everything. His goal is to use you so that when people see you,